0: The 1st, January 27th. Today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's a time to reflect on the genocide that took the lives of 6 million Jews. This year, the commemoration comes amid a surge of hate crimes targeting Jewish people. Anti-Semitic incidents hit an all-time high in the U.S. in 2021. That's according to the Anti-Defamation League. And sadly, that hate has continued. So our next guest says, we can fight anti-Semitism by making sure that kids learn more about the Holocaust. It's something that's not required in many states, and it's a topic that many schools gloss over. Luke Berryman is an educator and founder and CEO of the nonprofit The Ninth Candle. His op-ed in today's Chicago Sun-Times is titled, Holocaust Education Requires More Than Noble Mandates. Luke, welcome to Reset.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this. Holocaust education, it looks different depending on what state you're in. Is it required in Illinois?
1: It is required in Illinois.
0: Yeah. So how are Illinois students currently being taught about the Holocaust? Like what are they learning?
1: Well, as is the case in many states, um mandates require that the Holocaust be taught, but the actual guidelines that are given to teachers are pretty slim. So that means it can vary very widely from one school to another. And I believe that's the case here, as it is in, in many states, even where there is a mandate.
0: Yeah, you write in your op-ed that m- most states actually don't require Holocaust education. Yeah. Why is that the case?
1: Oh, that's uh, that's a great question. I, I wish that I knew the answer because, I, for me, uh, this subject is essential, right? it It poses fundamental questions about the nature of our civilization it poses questions about the nature of complicity and culpability, and it offers all of us unique lessons in in what it means to be human. So, why uh, there's resistance to mandating it in in so many places uh, across the country is um, a mystery to me, and it's it's also frustrating.
0: Yeah, for for states that do have teaching requirements. You talked about how it, it differs anyway, right? Yes. From from school to school, what is being taught? What do you think is the problem with the way that the Holocaust is being taught right now?
1: Well, uh, I I think one big problem is that so much of Holocaust education rests on storytelling. And, and that sucks in a lot of pop culture. So you'll find it's very common for schools to use things like the boy in the striped pajamas or the tattooist of Auschwitz or Schindler's List. And none of these things are without their merits. Yeah. But but what happens is it will get an emotive response from the students, like it might make them very upset. But that doesn't mean that they've learned anything about how or why the Holocaust happened in the time and the place that it did. So I I think there's so much that's done with the best of intentions, but it's it's being done in the wrong direction. Mm.
0: We talked about uh, on this program required courses in schools Mm -hmm. before, for instance, the Teach Act, which mandates Illinois public schools to have at least one unit of instruction around Asian American history in their Mm -hmm. classrooms. It leaves a lot of room for interpretation, though, right, because hypothetically students could be taught uh, about that history for just one day Mm -hmm. and that would actually suffice. All of this to say, uh, is mandating Holocaust education enough, just mandating it?
1: No, well, no, it's not. It's not. And uh, I, I think that that's, that's also part of the problem is there are a lot of people who are in the Ninth Candle space who uh, you w- will assume that if if there's a mandate, then it's problem solved. But, you know, really, I for me, Holocaust education has to start from a position of, respect for teachers right it is an extremely demanding profession already and then to ask them to teach the holocaust on top of that well this is the hardest subject that you could be asked to teach so mm-hmm. a mandate really must give teachers the the support and the respect that they deserve it must
0: be hard to try to teach about the holocaust in a comprehensive way
1: right oh yeah you know it's it's a massive subject uh, you know it's it's origins can be traced as far back at, at least as the mid 19th century and then of course there's the fact that you're dealing with material that is intensely traumatic so yeah it can be very hard to, to find a way uh, into the subject
0: another interesting point that you bring up luke is uh we're still getting new information about mm-hmm. the holocaust can you explain
1: yeah so i uh, i uh, two two examples that i mentioned in the article um, there were some photographs of the Sobibor extermination camp that were discovered in 2020. And these were in somebody's attic in in Germany. Uh, they were taken by someone who was working in that extermination camp. And generations later, his descendants decided that the world deserved to see these things. I thought it was a, a tremendously brave decision on their part to, to make them public. But... Before those photos were known, that there, there were maybe three or four pictures that we knew of, of Sabobor. So <clears throat> these came to light and just changed everything that we thought we knew mm. uh, about the camp. And just last year, there was uh, a man, 101-year-old man, sentenced for crimes that he had committed in the Sachsenhausen concentration camp when he was just 17 years old so yeah we're still discovering material we're still going after perpetrators and if only
0: our kids could be learning this fresh information
1: well exactly and i i think you know for me that's that's a great starting point is that uh when the ninth candle's working with students we want to make them feel like they're doing what real historians are doing right so Our way into this is through inquiry-based learning, which means getting them to work with those historical documents to analyze them and then to assemble their findings into a coherent historical narrative that can explain something about how and why this event happened in the time and place that it did.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. January 27th is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and we're discussing how the Holocaust can be best taught in schools. Our guest is Luke Berryman of The Ninth Candle. That's a Chicago nonprofit that's working to end anti-Semitism through education. I just, as a mother, as a parent, I can't imagine any American student Actually, finishing school without learning anything mm. about the Holocaust, right? The, the largest genocide in history. But when I think back to what you wrote in your op-ed, being made aware of something is not the same thing as being taught.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I I think that's that's a really important distinction to make. And you know, this this is what we see happening in places where there there is insufficient Holocaust education, um, that because it is so prevalent in our kind of collective imagination. If you're not being taught about it in the classroom, then you are going to find out about it in pop culture, on social media. Mm-hmm. And of course, those spaces are just filled with myths and all sorts of other misleading uh, information. So yeah, it's it's so important that yeah. people are taught
0: Any this. other specific things you, you want students to learn more about?
1: I I think, yeah, Holocaust education fits into a bigger picture, which is about the ability to tell untruth from fact or, you know, to, to tell um, uh, reliable information from misinformation, right? And and you can do this through inquiry-based learning. Inquiry-based learning is a tool for understanding uh, the world around us and making sense of the world around us. And yeah, so I, I think it's crucial to emphasize that Holocaust education
0: doesn't yeah. exist in a vacuum. It fits into that bigger picture. Fights are happening across the country right now about what teachers can teach and and Mm. how they can teach it. I'm thinking of Florida. Yes. um, Outlawing an AP African-American studies class. um, Of the fights over critical race theory as well, Luke. Also, so many efforts across the country to just ban books. We've talked about that on the program as well. What do you make of this moment that we're living in right now?
1: Um, (laughs) Well, for, for me in the ninth uh, everyone at the ninth candle—it's—it's it's an uphill, an uphill struggle. That's for sure. So I—I I think, yeah, the the banning of books um, is obviously deeply, deeply concerning. I, th- for me, that comes from fundamentally from a position where people are skeptical of the idea of facts. They are skeptical of the idea of truth because uh, they believe that their opinion trounces everything. Right. Um, the whole debate around. Critical race theory is is so misguided and so terribly misinformed. Uh, you know, critical race theory, actually, if you look at what it is, is is really high-level philosophical way of understanding the world that people won't normally encounter until grad school, right? This is a difficult, difficult subject. Right. When people say critical race theory in schools, they're talking about something else, right? They're using that term um, to describe the teaching of, Diversity to describe the teaching of areas of history that are inglorious or that are um, difficult or challenging in some way, and there's just absolutely no excuse uh, for for those subjects being pushed out of uh, a child's curriculum.
0: What role do you think misinformation and Holocaust deniers play in this larger issue of anti-Semitism in this country? well uh, I,
1: I think uh, I think perhaps surprisingly misinformation is the bigger role right that what we mean by Holocaust denial is is shifting um, if if you look back at a famous Holocaust denier someone like David Irving who was uh, you know around at the turn of the 21st century mm-hmm. um, he wanted to be taken seriously right as an academic as an historian he wanted to debate people who were working in those fields and he wanted his so-called research to be looked at by those people and and to be taken seriously and when people talk about the holocaust today or deny the holocaust today something has shifted right this this is about memes on social media it's it's it it's a uh, it's it's about opinion over over fact it's and it's it's become much murkier and much harder to engage with um and so yeah so it fits into this much bigger picture of misinformation which is all around us yeah
0: you know i'm curious is this an issue because of a lack of priority given to holocaust education or are there just people opposed to it being taught what do you Uh, think
1: i i think it's probably a bit of both Uh, i think a lot of schools and teachers really do want to teach it but there's a lot of trepidation around it there's no obvious way into this subject and um i i think a lot of them you know they they see it as an insurmountable challenge and then that's when you might reach for something like the boy in the striped pajamas because you know it's just going to get the subject out of the way um, i i have to say in my experience i don't think um there are people who are opposed to it in the same way as there are people opposed to critical race theory and I, I think it's important that that we acknowledge that. But like I said, both of those debates fit into this bigger picture where, where we are all working against misinformation mm-hmm. and bias and discrimination in our schools.
0: So you think education is an important part of ending anti-Semitism, Luke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, but education is not the only part yeah. of that. So what more needs to happen? What more... Needs to be done well,
1: you know. I, I think children need to be able to see education as a, a set of tools that they can take out into the world and and use those tools for actions. Right? We need action. Um, it's it's not enough to memorialize. It's not enough just to tick the box of your mandate requirement. We need to. Give students the confidence and the knowledge that they need to be able to be able to go out and change the world for the better. So action is is what the ninth candle is calling for this this Memorial Day.
0: We'll just to remind everyone again: uh, January twenty seventh is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. How are you planning to commemorate it?
1: Well, uh, in in. In one sense, we're doing the same thing that we do all year round, right, which is we, we try and share knowledge. And uh, we, we do that through um, school programs and through professional development programs for teachers, programs for students, and just trying to nudge the, the dial on, on public conversation in any which way we can.
0: Luke Berryman is the founder and CEO of The Ninth Candle. He's got an op-ed in the Sun-Times on Holocaust education that you can check out right now at suntimes.com. Thank you so much, Luke.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here.